Well, welcome, friends, to another Bishop in the Moose. I'm Kirk Moose, and this is Barry Klingon, and we are back for another episode for you. Today, we really want to talk about the talents that God has given us, the different giftings. And to really get into that, maybe we need to ask the question, is it sinful, Pastor, to really waste our time? That is a good question. And I love that question because I love to be able to answer it uh, this way and say, well, you know, we don't want to get into the moralisms of do this, don't do this, touch this, don't touch that, all of that. We've been set free and we have freedom in our life. But however, that question about wasting our time, I believe, goes to the very heart of what Jesus taught us about what we're to be about as believers here on this earth and what we're supposed to be doing, what we're supposed to be accomplishing uh, for his glory on this earth. If I can just jump right into it, uh, Kirk, I mean, Jesus gave us two parables, or one parable, it's, it's recorded in Matthew 25, and that's called the parable of the talents. And then in Luke chapter 19, very similar parable uh, called the parable of the minas. Now, the talent obviously we know this talent is not our talent and our ability it's a it's a measure of money and a very large measure of money that's found in that parable and i think the place that it's set in the scriptures and what jesus said is so important to answer that question first of all it's at the very end in matthew 25 of jesus's public ministry he's coming to the end of his public ministry and therefore he tells this parable at the very end that emphasizes what we're about, uh, what we're to be doing. And it's a real simple parable. A man is a master over a lot, and he calls his servants together. He gives one uh, a large amount of talent, of money, uh, to take care of while he's gone. He gives another so much, and he gives the last one a very small amount. And so uh, they're left to be in charge of it, and he goes away on a journey. And then the master comes back and wants to know what you've done. And the first two took what they had, by the way, all different amounts. They invested it. They did something with it. They multiplied it. And Jesus said, well done, thou good and faithful servant. But when he came to the last one, the last one said, I knew you were a hard master. I knew you reaped where you didn't sow. And therefore, I have taken it and hid it. I like what Luke 19 says. I've put it in a napkin and kept it. And I did nothing with it. But here it is just as you gave it to me. And some of the most harsh words that ever came out of our Lord's lips towards uh, believers comes out in that passage when he actually calls this man evil. Poneros is the Greek word that's used there. Jesus didn't call the woman caught in adultery Poneros evil. He didn't call uh, Zacchaeus evil for uh, for defrauding people out of their money. He didn't call all these. Now he didn't even call the thief on the cross uh, Poneros. But this guy who did nothing with what he had been given, he calls that and takes him to task. And it, it's so powerful, the words Jesus said, that it gets our attention. This stuff is important. So oh, yeah. not trying to tell you how the clock was made when you asked me what time it was, but to ask that question launches us into these parables, and we see the absolute importance of not wasting our time, the time that we have here. And I'll just say this uh, along with that that so many of those latter parables that Jesus told are really throughout his ministry, but his earthly ministry is recorded in the Gospels. But uh, really towards the end, over and over and over, were stories, were teachings about how important this little life that we're given is going to be 
uh, and it's going to result in what kind of reward and in place we have in all of eternity. He says that over and over in these. We need to take that seriously. So, yes, I would say uh, just right off the top, you know, and we need to talk about why, but wasting our time, it can be very sinful uh, when we're uh, not doing something with the uh, incredible abilities or influence or money or whatever that God has placed in our life. What are we doing with what we have while we have it? is the question for every believer to answer today. I can almost hear the question. Somebody's sitting out there watching the video, and they're like, but, you know, I don't have anything special God's given me, or, you know, he's asked more than I can do. You know, mm-hmm. I feel like he's calling me to preach, but I'm not a preacher. I, this is not what I'm made for. This is not how I'm geared. Well, if you look at that parable, it says that the master gave to each as they each had of ability. Exactly. So he only gave according to their ability. So if you're called to preach, guess what? He's given you the ability to preach. If you're called to be a businessman, he's given you the ability. Oh, but pastor, I, you don't understand. I had issues in school. And I had remedial classes, and I had X, Y, Z, excuses, excuses, excuses. Exactly. The thing is, is if God's called you to do it, he's given you the ability to do it. Will it cost something? Yes. Will it cost you to study and maybe make yourself diligent in pursuing that thing? Yes. Mm -hmm. But there is nothing worth having that doesn't have a price. Exactly. It's like the anointing of God. I've heard people talk, well, Actually, Damon Thompson, one time, he was preaching at Abba's house, where you and I were both ordained. And Damon said that people come up to him and say, pray for a double portion of the anointing on me that you've got. And he's like, all right. And he lays hands on him and says, God, give him the double portion of the hell that I've been through. And they're like, no, 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 don't pray that, don't pray that. And he's like, but you don't understand there's a cost to get the anointing I have. So there's nothing free. Right. You know, there's a price to be paid to study the Word. Mm -hmm. There's a price to be paid to have an anointing. Why? Because you have to go through trials to prove that you can handle what's coming. You know, also, Kurt, what you invest in is what will pay you, what will reward you. Uh, If you put me right now in front of a, a grand piano, it's beautiful. I can play Mary Had a Little Lamb with one finger. But I have never invested time into learning to be a pianist. I didn't take any lessons when I was a kid. I know uh, zero except how to play Mary Had a Little Lamb. So therefore, it's not giving anything back to me. But if I, but I have given my life to the Word of God uh, as a as a pastor and as a preacher and as a Christian. I've given myself, and it continually gives back. Now that's a little different because that's a uh, actually the supernatural Word of God. But yet, it still isn't anything we give ourselves to is going. But but Jesus says it's not just about what we're going to get out of it. it. Jesus said it's important to invest what I have given you because it's going to determine what happens and your role in eternity. I hope everyone knows this idea of going to heaven for this eternal rest. And the Bible, it does speak of a rest in heaven as far as a, as a relaxation of the grind. But yet, it doesn't mean we're going to sit around on a cloud with a harp and a halo over our head. You mean I'm not and, going to be playing? I'm, <laughs> I'm just kidding. So, I'm afraid not. And that's a caricature. We all know that. So what are we going to do in heaven? Well, very clearly, we're going to rule and reign with Jesus Christ over 
the universe and the universe as the um, uh, best understanding we have of it today scientists have given us is that it is ever expanding it's going outward and the bible says in isaiah that of his kingdom there is no end and Amen. so he makes very clear in this parable that the reward that is given is the reward of what we've done with what we had while we had it here on this time and earth and it's going to determine how we rule and reign in eternity there's no there's no ifs ands or buts there it's a very clear teaching and jesus very clearly gave it to us and we're going to be held to that standard so what are we going to do i'd like to say it this way kirk all the time the most important question that an unbeliever can ever ask is what am I going to do with Jesus? You know, is he Lord, liar, lunatic? What is he? And who is he? What am I going to do? That's the most important question. Once you become a believer, once you confess your faith in Jesus and you, you become a believer and a follower of Christ at that point, here's the most important question you need to ask. And that is, what am I going to do with what I have while I have it? Come on. And there's a word do in that. You got to be doing something, but you have to do something with what you have. What has God given you? You know, Moses only had a stick. After all those years in the wilderness and the backside of the desert, uh, he all he had was a stick. And God called him to go release the children of Israel from the most powerful nation on the face of the earth, Egypt, at the time. And he said, I, and he said, what's that in your hand? He said, a stick. He said, throw it down. He threw it down. And God, I love what Jack Taylor says. God presenced the stick. I know that's not good English, but it's good theology. God's power came upon the stick and he put the stick back in his hand and he went to Egypt. And with that stick, he saw the plagues come upon them, saw them released from that mighty army and held it up and parted the Red Sea with it. It's amazing what God can do with what's in your hand when you give it to him and how it can be multiplied in your life. And it, it determines eternity for us. What's interesting though, is he had to release what he knew. Yes, yes. If he didn't release what he knew, he would never have found what he, where he was going. Mm-hmm. And that's what has to happen with us. We have to release all that we know, embrace all that he knows, and become all that he's created us to be. It's, it's incredible that we have so much potential in us that goes un, uh, uh, unused uh, in our life and uh, so much more that we could be doing. I, I get so jealous when I see these men or women who have started this and started that and done this and built this and, and how much they've taken an ordinary person's life and they've built great ministries that have helped the poor or, or got the gospel out around the world, all of these things. That's just incredible to me to see that. And it's inspiring to me to say, well, you know, do something with what you have. Do something. If you don't do something, there's nothing that you have that God can bless. When you put something out there that he can bless, who knows that book that's in you, that ministry that's in you, that um, that business that's in you, uh, whatever is in you that you have that dream about, you do it, you build it, you put the hard work in, and God has something to bless in your life then. And not only that, you've done something with what he's given you. He's given everybody something. Uh, it's really important there. He does, God, it, it, he doesn't give everybody the same. Some people get a lot of talent and a lot of ability. Some people get little ability, but everybody has something that they can use and and uh, for His glory invested. I just I can't emphasize enough how strong the words of Jesus are for us to be alert and in full recognition that what we do in this life 
has everything to do with how we're going to rule and reign with him in eternity. Now, I understand I made the difference there. Unbelievers, you don't need to be doing anything for God because you can't do anything for God until you come, come to know Jesus as Lord and Savior. It's those that have come to know him by God's grace. Now we're in, he says, get to work with what I've given you because I am coming back one day and I'm going to have an inspection to see what you have done with what I've given you. And it's going to determine what your uh, reward is, what you rule and reign with him over throughout all of eternity. Those are powerful words of, of Jesus. Well, it is. And, and some people think that there's not going to be a judgment. Mm. They think, like you said, it's all going to be heart playing and yeah. kumbaya. But mm. he says that he's going to separate the sheep from the goats. That's exactly right. He also says in another scripture that he will separate the wheat from the tares. Mm-hmm. So that means there are those that pose like they're some of his but have no part with him. You and I are both spirit-filled men, and we believe in spirit-filled ministry. Therefore, we believe in prophetic words, and we believe in uh, the gift that God gives us to speak in and in uh, language and all of mm-hmm. that. But I want you to know the Bible says some hard things That's right. about people that believe that. It says, you know, That's don't right. trust in all that sign stuff because it says, you know, as you've quoted right. many times, many will say unto me, Lord, Lord, in your name we've done many wonderful works. We've prophesied in your name. We've cast out demons in your name. And that's all those sign ministries, you know. But and and listen, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. You know, there are some legitimate expressions of the powerful kingdom of God today. But if we just take our our uh, you know uh, we our standing based on what you know we've been we've seen happen in the pulpit or in a ministry or in a in a uh, as some kind of supernatural way, we're missing out on that. What has God given me that he wants me to build? What has he given me that he wants me to grow and invest in others? And I think it's a very important question that has to be asked and answered. I think the other thing we have to look at is, what's the purpose that you're looking at the prophets? Are you Mm. looking to be encouraged and and equipped? Or are you simply treating them like a soothsayer? Because Mm -hmm. if you're treating them like a soothsayer, always wanting to get the word of the moment, Yes. And you're looking to them to give you revelation, you're already wrong. Now, is it wrong to have someone that can lead you into the way you should go? No. Mm-hmm. However, if you're not seeking the truth giver yes. and only one of his servants, then you're not in line with the gospel. The gospel says we're supposed to seek first the kingdom of God and yes. all of this righteousness, which means we're supposed to seek Holy Spirit, God mm-hmm. the Father, and God the Son. It's not seeking Pastor Barry, Pastor Kirk, Pastor Michelle, and Pastor whomsoever. It's meaning I chase after God with everything that I am, and then I'm going to lead everyone that's with me to chase after God. Now, if I get a word, I'll release it. But at the same time, you shouldn't be chasing after me to give you a word because then it's no different than going to a fortune teller or a soothsayer. Mm -hmm. Because every Christian believer has the ability to hear the word of God, and God expects for each of us to be diligent to listen for his voice. Now, mm-hmm. sometimes we are at different levels. When you and I first got saved, either mm-hmm. one of us, we had a hard time hearing immediately. Yes. However, as we spent time with him and in his word, all of a sudden it became very clear, very apparent that we knew it was God talking to us. And he would guide us and direct us, and sometimes... Oh, no, no, Barry, don't do that. Or, hey, Kirk, don't do that. And Mm -hmm. we would hear his voice because as one of his sheep, we knew our shepherd's voice. So when God gives us a talent, whether it be a gifting, Mm -hmm. an anointing, Mm -hmm. 
a natural ability from our own mental abilities that he's given us from birth. It doesn't matter what it is. Even our health. I would even say that he expects us to be Mm. diligent with all that he's given us, all the resources. Why? Because he's a good shepherd Mm -hmm. and a good master. The good master is a good investor. Right. He he's like that master guy on Wall Street. He's like that stock over there is doing good. Barry, <laughs> man, he's on the rise. You know, mm-hmm. I see next year he's going to even double his increase. I'm putting a hundred a hundred yeah. talents on yes. Barry. Yes. Or Pastor yes. Pastor Adkins out in Atlanta. Yeah. Man, he's some good soil. I'm going to put a heavy investment in Pastor Adkins out there because I can see that he's going to go leaps and bounds beyond where he's at. And so God sees who he can give these different things to, and he places his, not necessarily bet, but his finances yes. or his anointing or right. whatever ability on different people as they can handle it yes. so it will grow. He's not expecting for it to fail. He's expecting a good return. That's the very thing I was about to say. I always remember he is expecting a return on his investment. If you read this passage, you'll you'll come to that. I would encourage those that are listening to us today, take some time today. Yes. Take some time today. Open up the word. Matthew chapter 25, you'll find the parable of the talents. Read that parable. Read that and look what Jesus said. And then in Luke chapter 19, you'll find the parable of the mine. It's a very similar parable. So most people believe it's the same one, just the way that Luke looked at it and the way that uh, Matthew uh, recorded it. But it's the same teaching there in both of them, a mm-hmm. little, little different information in each one, but it's the same teaching. And so read them. Actually read them. Don't take our word for it. Sit down and read it. And, and right. then do this as well, too. I always encourage people. Uh, I think I've said it on here before as well, too. But, you know, if you find it, I think it's easier if you've got a red-letter edition of the Bible. Red-letter edition meaning all the words that Jesus spoke are in red. And read through them. I even have the uh, the habit of writing those down. Because a lot of times we... We don't realize what Jesus said. He meant what he said. We're followers of Christ. Read his word. What did he say? Sometimes it's way off from what we are seeking in our life or what we're doing in our life. So I would just really, really strongly encourage you to read that. And then I'm going to say one final thing, Kirk. I would challenge you to do this today. If you're listening to this and you say, wow, all of this information, I would say this. Don't let the sun go down or don't go to bed tonight without doing something that begins to take you down to fulfilling and doing something with the dreams that God God has put in your heart, the talent, the resources God's given you, whatever. Take an honest appraisal. What is it I have in my life? Who am I that God has saved? What has he given me? And what am I doing with it? And then do something, just a little something to get started, but do something that takes you towards it. You can't keep studying this forever. You actually have to do something at some point. Hey, man, I think that's the perfect place to wrap this one up today. Guys, thank you so much for joining us. We want to hear from you. If you have a prayer request or would like to tell us something you would like us to talk about, you can either contact me at mooseministriesinc.com or you can write Pastor Barry at bclingon at trophylakes.org. We also have many resources on either website, either at trophylakes.org or at mooseministriesinc.com, where you can be equipped and we'll all these resources are really, they're there to help you grow and become equipped in the gospel. And that's what we want. 
both Pastor Barry and myself, we have a heart to see you grow beyond anything that you've seen in yourself. We want you to become the best version of what God has called you to be. Also, don't forget, we're releasing our podcast on Saturday. And every Tuesday, you can find us here on YouTube. So make sure you hit the subscribe button and hit that notification bell so that every time that we release a new episode that you'll be notified. Guys, thank you so much for joining us, and God bless you. God bless.